brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You're connected to Business Wrap. Find us online at businesswrap.biz. On Twitter, using handle AskBizWrap. And on Facebook, just search Business Wrap. Inspiring ideas that propel the business community forward. And now, connect with KB. This is Kristen Belzer, and this is an episode of Connect with KB. With rapid changes in technology, businesses need to know how to communicate in a digital world. My guest today is Luke Miller, entrepreneur and owner-principal of Luke Miller Marketing. He's here to share some of his tips to navigate all things digital. Welcome to the podcast, Luke. It's great to have you here. Thank you so much, Kristen. Nice to be here. Yeah, you bet. Let's talk a little bit about the Luke Miller story before we get into the nuts and bolts of marketing. Tell me, who's Luke Miller? So I uh, grew up in East Lansing. I'm proud to be an East Lansing kid. I'm proud to be a um, a resident of um, Okemos and just be in the general area. I spent a lot of time in Chicago for a long time, and um, you know, my uh, daughter got to a certain age, and my my wife and I decided, you know what, I think we want to come back to Michigan. So, uh, uh, in 2011, we came back to Michigan, and um, you know, I had a, a, a wonderful opportunity to work for TechSmith, a great software company here in Okemos, and uh, many other companies like Spartan Motors down in Charlotte, um, Martin Commercial Properties, and um, I, you know, I think uh, a lot of what's what's made me up is. Uh, um, kind of continuing to, to search for uh, the best marketer that I could I could be, um, and I've, I've really uh, chased that for my entire my career. So you've stepped out now into the entrepreneurial world. What is that like to navigate? And let's talk a little bit about making that decision and the strengths that you bring now. So that's a really great question because I think one of the things that I realized, um, even in the last two positions that I've had as an in-house marketer, is that in a lot of ways, a lot of my strengths have been more towards uh, an entrepreneur um, viewpoint and the outside consultant viewpoint. You know, so I think, um, you know, I had this idea that um, the things that I wanted, I wanted the companies to, to do. Um, I was putting a little bit, a little bit too much uh, ownership in, into myself, and so I was, I was feeling, you know what? In order to like distance myself, um, even from an emotional standpoint, is to 
you just be a little bit more um, objective about, about everything. And, it, and that's really what um, being a, an outside consultant uh, uh, allows me to do. So it's brought you this way. You probably had those experiences and you needed those experiences to get to this place where you are now. Oh, absolutely. How about the word uh, broad or you've talked about marketing being kind of a broad concept. What do you mean by that? Uh, that's a great question. So um, and, and I think a lot of a lot of times when I when I use those terms, uh, it's almost a reaction to how other people think about marketing. So, like, you know, uh, one of the first positions that I ever had was as a, as a marketer for um, uh, law firms in Chicago. And, you know, the attorneys would say, yeah, we're, I'm going to go marketing. Well, what they really meant was that they're going to take a client out to lunch. You know? And so, <laughs> sure. right. So, uh, so in a lot of ways, like, like I, I didn't disagree with them. Like, yes, that is a part of marketing, but to understand um, that marketing encompasses all the things that I think everybody thinks marketing is, is, is the right way to think about it is that and it's, it's business development, it's uh, client management, it's, um, building relationships, but it's also, you know, advertising. It's also content development. You know, it's all these things um, all wrapped in the one. And um, to really put a bow on it as far as what marketing is and why it's so bright is, is that really good marketing uh, stems from the strategy that you build to center yourself around in order to, to say which of those things that I've just, I just listed out makes the most sense for what you're trying to accomplish. What are those things then that people really should be, companies be focusing on when it comes to marketing? Or does it just depend on what they are trying to accomplish? Uh, it, it definitely it definitely focuses on um, what they're trying to accomplish. Because I think, um, I think of it a lot like, um, uh, I think of a lot, lot like uh, physical fitness, okay? So if you have a trainer uh, who tells you uh, and tells every one of their clients to do the same program, well, that's just not going to work, right? Because everybody's body is different. Everybody's goal, physical goal is different, right? Physical fitness goal is different. Same thing with marketing. Every business has a has a different goal, uh, different strategies that they need to employ in order to accomplish that goal. Now, someone might be able to say, well, you know, every business's goal is to make money. Sure, right? Everybody's goal is to make money. But if you put that aside and say that's a given, now... How are you going to accomplish that goal of, of making money? And now what, what um, tactics and strategies within those tactics do you have to do in order to, to reach that ultimate goal? So when you're talking to companies now, are they more inclined to use in-house marketing and they need some guidance from you or they're outsourcing or what's kind of the trend? I think that's a really good question because um, especially for companies that are um, smaller to midsize, I think they're seeing a lot more people um, outsourcing and be, because they, you know, they think about the overhead of having um, a human resource, right? So you're talking about salary, you're talking about benefits, um, and then all the other extras that go along with it. Now, I think that um, there's a balance to be had. Like in, in, one, in one case right now, um, I'm working with NAIM in Michigan. They have a great in-house marketer. And I think one of the things that I'm doing with them right now is to build up their systems and build, and build up their strategy um, in order to kind of hand off to their in-house marketer um, so she can do the things that she needs to do um, and, you know, give her a level of training and confidence that, that she can do in order to, like, just carry the things through for the next, you know, two to three, four, five years. So you really become part of their professional development in so yeah. many ways. Exactly, yep. And then you're going you're gonna to see um, some companies like, right now, like uh, Wolverine Water Systems that I'm working with right now where they need a little bit more um, uh, constant interaction with, with me. And so... I effectively kind of serve as a uh, a contract in-house marketer for them. You know, let's say basically I'm their marketing director um, uh, that's that works remote. 
with the rise of the internet and so much uh, with social media now, is that a focus for companies? Absolutely. And so this is where one of the um, the key areas that I focus on is that um, you have these companies. I'll I'll lay out two scenarios. Probably the two most um, uh, prevalent scenarios that I that I see is that you have one you have one company who knows that they need to do digital marketing, um, are just really hot on it, but then they don't really know how to go about it. They may even have like certain marketing systems in, in place, but they haven't set them up in the proper way. They haven't, they don't know how to, how to make one thing talk to another thing, right? So that's one case. The second case is where a company just doesn't know what they don't know, right? And so they're much more susceptible to, um, you know, hearing whatever pitch um, they'll hear from, from any um, person or any outside agency uh, just because they don't know any better. Well, we're finding now, you know, here at Spotlight that people want to bring their content to life. So for uh, teams that have had newsletters and, um, you know, websites and people want more connection and interaction and getting an opportunity to meet people. So this is a nice opportunity for you and I to get together because it gives um, us a chance to build the relationship and also for you to talk a little bit about those things about marketing that are important. Well, and, and I think that's a really, really good uh, thing to bring up because one of the things that I, um, I, I mean, I just had a conversation like this this morning is that, is that you know, people get focused on like the content and, and generating content. But then it's, this goes back to what I was talking about, like, like what's that centering strategy and what's the, what's the ultimate goal? Because in a lot, of, a lot of ways, like with um, digital advertising and Facebook and in particular social media, like people say, okay, we're going to put this piece of content out. And, I, and what I see a lot of companies do is that is like they're active, but then like within their messaging, like they don't, they don't ask for an action back, right? right? They don't, they don't uh, have a real clear plan of like how they're going to utilize um, that goodwill that they're building or the audience that they're building. And a lot, a lot of cases, like people will tell you, well, well, we're building the audience because we're going to leverage them later. Okay. That, that's, that's fine. Right. But in, in thoughtfully creating that, uh, um, that audience and, and the brand awareness, like for not when you are going to ask them for something, do you need to think about like what it is you're going to ask them for? Right. You have to think about that um, from the very get go, like because those messages are, are seeds. You know, those are seeds that you're planting, and then and then at that point of of of, of a call to action, that's when you pour the water. Out. Well, do they find that they ask you questions about analytics and that kind of thing? Because there's always got to be a return on investment, and so you know a lot of this. Um, you know, doing publications and that kind of thing. I don't know that you can actually equate to know if that's doing any good. Well, that's the beauty of, of digital marketing. Is, and, and this is something that, that I've, I've talked about a lot, um, is that the world we live in now with digital marketing, it's, it's so much better from a marketer's pr- perspective because I remember when I, when I came up um, working in the law firms and working in other places, like this was pre-digital marketing internet. I mean, the internet was, was around, sure, but but people and marketing, marketers and brands and companies weren't advertising on digital the way we are now. And so the, the question that always came up to me or the comment that was made to me was, was, well, you must have a really hard job because you can't really um, uh, attribute anything that you do as a marketer um, to a result. And, you know, in the early 90s mid, uh, or late 90s, you know, and early 2000s, um, that was mostly true, right? I mean, it's, it's hard to really gauge from a from a uh, uh, objective data standpoint like like how well that that print advertising was doing right well now we have the systems and we have digital digital platforms like Facebook and Google and and all the social media uh, platforms that enable us to um, basically collect data and ask people to do things on our on our behalf that we can track and that gives us very definitive data about whether or not 
those messages resonate or they don't. So when you're working with a client, do they listen to your advice on, you know, this doesn't seem to be working or this is what we need to need to change it. So it will resonate. Usually they do. And, and, and this is, and a lot of the reasons why is because, um, you know, as I, I, as I talked about before with those two scenarios of the companies, like in either scenario, they don't really know what the data means. And so like, um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about when we were, when I was thinking about coming on here to talk with you is that, um, there's really kind of like this three, three prong structure of how you should architect these digital campaigns. And a lot of, a lot of it has to do with number one, what we already talked about is strategic planning. Right? Number two is, um, crafting a, a very clear message with a call to action, even if it's a slight call to action, like, like this post. Right. And then the third one is looking at the data and taking an action on it, whether it's, it's okay, we're happy with it or, you know what, we're not quite happy with the results, so we're going to tweak it. And so always being in, in a learning experimentation mode post-action is really important. What's the most important component then that businesses should focus on right now? Is it social media? Is it website? Is it a combination? It is a combination. So, you know, anybody who, who comes to me and says, okay, we want to focus on social media, I, I look first at their website and say, okay, is the website a, a hub for them to drive traffic to that makes sense, right? And so in a lot of ways, like what, we, what I see is that like those two things are, um, are, are disparate and they, they're, they're, they're broken and not connected the way that they, they should be in order to do all the activities that they want to do. So, you know, in one case you could say, well, I could do an advertisement, a uh, digital ad um, anywhere, whether it's social media or on uh, Google's display network or where, wherever, right? And if I don't have a strong web presence and I want to send somebody to a web page, well, it doesn't make, really make sense, right? It, you're automatically setting yourself up to fail. Now, you could also say that you could also say that, like, okay, we'll set up a landing page as a uh, as as a short-term fix, um, and kind of work around the website. But you're basically just avoiding a problem, right? So, so people are really um, they're really missing out if they're not paying a lot of attention to that. You know, they you tell me the guidance on social media. I mean, should businesses be on social media every day, what's that right sweet spot for it to, um, you know, for people to pay attention? It's, it's different for everybody. And so when you're talking specifically about social media, you know, the, my opinion on it is, is that um, you put yourself in the shoes of your audience and, your, uh, and the person that you want to interact with on social and um, your very specific audience, right? Not just a, a general broad audience, but who you want to talk to as a company, as a brand. And think about, um, what level of, of interaction do you want to have with that, that person in any meeting? So think about it as a, as a conversation within a room where um, people are somewhat passive but can be interacted with by a, by a call, right? Like, like, hey, Kristen, you know, and, and you perk up, right? Um, so you think about, like, like, how you would interact. Like, if I'm always, always saying, hey, look at me, look at me, look at me, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. it gets annoying, right? we do right? see that. Right, exa exactly. <laughs> uh -huh. So, so – it, and it is a fine balance, and and this is why I say like you know the um, looking at the metrics and looking at uh, and looking at the response will tell you like what what works and what doesn't. So, you know, I but, mean, but clearly companies are missing out if they're not on the social on any social media platform. So, I, yes, I will say that that depending upon your goals, um, uh, they are missing out on an opportunity for a broad channel. Now, the other thing to, to think about too is that depend is that how do those channels work, right? So, if somebody is on on Twitter and they are just, you know, throwing out information, but they have like a user, a follower base of 50. Well, one of the things that, that, you know, I've told other, other companies is that, well, 
you're effectively talking to 50 people. Okay? Right. So, I mean, you have those 50 people have a, a web of connections on that social media platform and you might reach them. But at this point, think of it as your, your reach is 50. Now you might have an extended reach of each of those 50 people, but don't count on it. Don't guarantee that. Right. So you have to be very certain about, about number one, how you grow your, your follower base and how you interact with the follower base that you have right now. Yeah. We've got about one minute left. Tell me your greatest leadership lesson. Um, I think one of the best leadership lessons that I've, that I've gotten is, um, is actually, uh, something that I learned in retrospect. So, um, a lot of the, the challenges that I, that I've had previously in leadership roles, um, has entirely been based upon, uh, the, the only, only easy way to say it is, is, is ego is that you get into a point where you think, okay, I'm this, I'm that. And then it, it just, everything goes, goes to pot because yeah because you forget the things that made you successful in the first place. Absolutely. No egos. That's going to do it for this episode of Connect with KB on Business Wrap. If you like this podcast, you can connect with us at businesswrap.biz and follow us on social media. You can also subscribe, rate, comment, and review. Until we connect again, go live your best life. I'm your host, Kristen Belter. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.